Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Products of the Culture. We're your host, Aaron. And this is GQ. Yes, sir. Appreciate everybody's been listening. You know what I'm saying? We clocking almost at over 50 50 plays. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I had to to think double back. We got some more followers. We appreciate all that love, all the support. Y'all running up the interview episodes. Of course, our interview episodes are our biggest episodes, but... Mm -hmm. You know, we really got to our expanding the brand. Oh, yeah. Shout out to everybody we've interviewed so far. Shout out Shabbatage. Shout out Miriam. Shout out Iverson Torres. And we got more coming. I'm telling y'all, we got more coming. Maybe so, one in the next couple um days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the next, yep. In the next few weeks, we got another one. We keep it real consistent. We try to give y'all at least one interview a month. You know what I'm saying? Um, We getting the video coming. Just wait. We got a really big interview coming in June. So make sure you're definitely sticking in tune for that one. We're going to have all the video. We're going to have our own merch. We're going to have all that set up. We're going to have everything with the YouTube set up. We're going to have the videos, everything of that nature. For sure, just tune in, check in. Appreciate everyone. Follow, share on both IG and Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and drop in. You know, I mean, kind of just started a lot of it's been a minute since we kind of did an episode like this just recording wise about what's been going on in hip-hop so as a matter of fact i'll I'll start this off but let's talk about some of the some of our ladies that have been popping out real quick ice spice nikki you know the fact that they dropped the what is the princess diana um remix well no well first 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 we gotta kind of talk about that ice spice finally came out and told us who she was signed to and that's when she came out and said nikki yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Then that remix as well, which is the remix was the stamp. The remix was the stamp that she that she was uh signed with Nikki. Does did Nikki have a label prior? Does this Nikki first art? I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I never heard of her having a label prior to this, so Unless... I'm be not in the loop. But if so, this is the first artist we. I think the mainstream people have heard about being Ice Spice, and that's big news. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know how Nikki moves to the label mate, but I'm pretty. Let's be real. Ice Spice probably had tons of labels down her back. You know what I'm saying? Ever since the munch, mm-hmm. she probably had labels calling every day, every day. She probably went to everything, Atlantic, Universal. So the fact that she still ended up choosing Nikki, it must had to be some bag in it. Plus, it's probably that cultural impact. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. from Nikki. Yep. No, as a matter of fact, I can tell you because I just saw, saw it. She just launched her label this year, so that's why. It's yeah, that makes so sense. Close. That makes sense. It's funny how like all the um, it's funny how everything with everybody from Wayne got their own label on top of that. Yeah, that's that's and actually crazy. Does Wayne YouTube? have his own label? Young Money. I'm dumb. You know, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> this shows you I forgot. Yeah, it's the fact that I got where you think Drake cash. and Nick, Nicki came from? Young Money. No, my, my brain got them and Cash Money, Cash Money, like mixed. My fault. What's the name? What's the name of Nicki label? Do we know? I mean, I'm pretty uh, something. But anyways, anyways, um, I wonder, I wonder how Nicki gonna run as a label chairman. I mean, she, I'm pretty sure she don't. You know, it's probably some other people. Of course, that's over over the label, but she's clearly the face of her label, same way. The rest mm-hmm. of them. I wonder how she operates. I wonder what her deal looks like. How that how that's gonna move. Thanks. But it is a bit crazy to see how Ice Spice got the own label thing, and you already know there's quite been quite a few other younger female artists that could have had that opportunity that, but them and Nikki fell out, or not on the best of terms. 
Lotto. Well, yeah, yeah. We ain't gonna talk too much about the female rap beef, but what we can talk about the female rap scene in terms like I think it was a few, it was either a few weeks ago or last week. I think it was like the top ten. It was like six were all female artists, female rappers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like history. It was like I think Koi was up there. Ice Spice was it? Maybe Nikki was Tia um Kareen up there. Who? Pre- um the. The one who dropped the Freaky T song from Freaky T. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did the remix. I don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the list. I don't remember the list. But I do remember it was like six artists up there. She probably could have been up there. That, that song has been going crazy. But shout out to Ice Spice, all that. Shout out to Nicki. Hopefully the label good. With that being said, though, this is a hot take that I got. I think Ice Spice. Oh, hot probably, take. Yeah, I think Ice Spice one of the only artists in like the past year who who really kind of organically blew up. Without even like, you can't even say she had a TikTok song because it wasn't <laughs> really a TikTok song. Like it was just people was just fucking with the song. It's just I ain't gonna hold you. I I definitely I definitely clowned it for a moment. I was like, ain't no way this is actually blowing up like this. Like like she, but but I'm saying like it I, worked. She's the first artist in like the past year year and a half that people like organically cared about. Like anything that happens with Ice Spice, you know. You see what I'm saying? Like she do a yeah. photo shoot, you know. She do a feature with that Pink Panther song. Not even that one. It's one before that that's did millions. That it's not as big, but it was with two other New York artists. But it's like anything she does has been a trending topic. Like the organic and the marketing appeal of her is almost astronomical. You know, is what she, wait, is she like um Nikki's bet one best male friends, Drake, the new Drake? That was that was terrible. That was terrible. Hey, hey, but it's the fact that her her marketability is up there. Yeah, her marketability is uh the she just has this appeal and it's so organic, it's not forced, it's not industry planish. Because you could say industry plan, whatever. She wasn't even signed yet. She wasn't even signed. And the fact that she came out and said she signed to Nikki, you could even go further and say that she's not a plant. Because if she were to pop out, for example, a good example of a plant in recent years would be like Nardo Wick. Nardo Wick blew up out of nowhere. But then it turned out he was already signed to a label. We was like, oh, okay, they put him there. I'm not saying his music are bad or nothing, but I'm saying he was planted there. Like he did, it was the come up wasn't organic. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was yeah. grinding for a while. But the, even though Ice Spices just blew up out of nowhere, she seems consistent with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in the past year, she really seems to be like the the most recent art. I can't think of any artist by name that people have actually cared about. No, no. No, right. n- nobody in my head that really just pops up like that. And so with Nikki launching this label, I think we can then kind of go into that topic of the topic that everybody like to have is between Nikki and Cardi, who got the most influence at this point. Like, but I feel like that's weird because now you could say that okay, Nikki taking the charge and like getting the newest biggest star, yada yada. But Nikki got what a decade and a half. In the game, oh, and Cardi, I'm just she, in general, in general, yeah, no, de- definitely. And if you think about it with um, Nick, Nikki, there's a lot of things that she was hanging around with some very tough people and actually out rapping a couple people Actually, in her in her heyday. I can't remember what song it wasn't, it was a song I think she had with Jay Z. You talking about Monster, you talking about Monster, yeah, Jay Z, Ross, yeah, but okay, then look, 
we the fact that she was even get, hanging with those guys. Get into rapping ability because Nikki and Cardi both don't write their shit. I'm sure Nikki has wrote way more, but Safari was writing half the Nikki shit. No, that's fair, but so, no, I'm saying as in like take that out and we talk about impact. You could talk, you could really argue that Cardi has did so much since, since 2017 to 2023. Cardi has done a lot. Cardi done influenced a lot. For example, who you see them go for a feature for first, Nikki or Cardi? They go for Cardi, they go for the Cardi feature. As a matter of fact, perfect example is um that Bru- her and Bruno. That was a hit. Well, I ain't even talking, I'm talking about female artists who they go no. to, they usually go. To Cardi. Oh, that's very true. I'm saying go real, but I also, Megan, Megan, and her. Yeah, but then again, we know Nikki be real picky with who she choose to do features with at the same time. True, but that also that's probably why some of the younger female artists really do not care to work with her as much. But does but you don't do you not think it makes the Nikki feature more valuable then? Mm, to if, extent, if, only, yeah. if only certain people. Okay. When Koi got the Nikki feature, right? That's all yeah. their numbers. Blick, blick. <laughs> right? Koi ain't got no Cardi feature. But Koi already had like two. She, I mean, Koi had a few top 10 hits already. It's like her third or fourth one. True. But then yeah, again, we parties. Blick, blick. That title was fucking ridiculous. And then, <laughs> uh, and fucking players. Yeah, right? but then again, let's look at some of the um, Cardi. Hits or things that are really done really well. That Normani song with Cardi, um, Wild Side, um, obviously, um, <laughs> the song with her and Megan. Oh dear God, that was just hilarious. Okay, if we, if we talk um, about when we say when we when we say influence, are we limited to the hip hop or are we limited, or are we going? Beyond, because if it's hip hop, it's Nicki. Without the second guess, I don't even see how you could say Cardi. But if we're going, if we're going beyond, even then, Nicki has a better chance. But there's been a couple songs where Cardi has had in the last few years where it's like, wow. But Cardi ain't never gonna have no song with Jay. She ain't never gonna have no song with True Wayne. Like I feel like the debate is kind of null and void. Sure, you could talk, and they they always beefing. I ain't trying to incite no beef or nothing. I'm just I'm just asking like which one holds more weight nowadays. Like which which feature do you think holds more weight now? Because no, that's fair. because it don't feel like we ever get another album from Cardi. That's actually saying a lot. But Nicki is always retiring, and then you know she coming back three years later, three four years later with another one. And to show that she's still that she's still on top of her shit. So No, that's fair. But even then, the fact that I can say that Cardi actually can possibly talk to a larger audience to an extent, maybe because of like what is it, the bat her and that bad bunny song. Um when you, but, whatever Nikki can do, whatever Cardi can do was had to be paved there because of people like Nikki though. No, that's true. That's true. When we're talking, if we're talking about a legacy impact, we we can agree then that Nicki was the one to like start that for female rap at least, at least in this generation. I still feel like Nicki kind of hold that hold that ground though. Like okay, Cardi, but then you got so much to debate. Cardi is just the name, but like impact, like you can't really hear. You never, all right, version. You ain't never. I think we can end the debate here. You ain't never gonna say a female artist saying I was inspired by Cardi B's lyrics. Or her rapping ability. No, that's fair. 
and she don't write none of man. She wrote, she writes pretty much nothing. So she, she's really just the image where we know Nikki is rapping. She had the animated personality. She got all the number one. She got all the chart placements, and she's still making the chart placements. Whatever song, I think she done sold over almost. Yeah, all the singles she sold in the past what two years, but all the ones with little baby and all them they already made off like over a bit, like half a million units for those from five singles alone. That's true. Like the impact is still there, and I think I don't know. I feel like sometimes the debate got to be shut down at some point because I seen I heard that, folks still talking that, about. It. That's fair because Cardi has been quite quiet. I don't even know if we get another album from Cardi. She no, that's fair. That's, that's all it. She went diamond, but she has such a huge market behind her. No, that's fair. But now I'm going to throw this at you since we're talking about some female artists and things. If we're let's let's talk about a creativity standpoint and actual capability standpoint. Do you think there's somebody that's better than both of them overall? Bro, we talking about overall. We you just want to bring up Missy. <laughs> I'm actually not going to bring up Missy. I'm talking about more so in this generation. Missy this is going to be. A... But I mean, okay, yes, we could talk about rapping, but then the, the, the artists that have the female, the, the, the female. not even rapping, just art artist standpoint with rapping creativity. Like, are, you, are you just talking about creative, create creative? Who's more like the most creative artist I can think of in that bracket? Yeah. Tear whack, hands down. Fair, fair. Not, not it ain't even competition. Tear whack. Doichi up there too. Doichi can be up there possibly, but Tear whack got that by, by a mile. Doichi is how you pronounce that name is hilarious. One I'm actually going to point out, Doja. All right, all right. Hold up. We can, we can, we we gonna talk about Doja later because I want to talk about Do- it now. Doja came in. Doja came in with. The corniness, though, like, sure, it was creative, but it was it was like spoof rap. I think Tierra Whack, Tierra Whack embodies a different Tierra Whack embodies all that, but with the lyrical capability, and not trying to be mainstream. Just fo- it's a difference, for example, artists who focuses on art, and I'm not saying Doja don't focus on the art because it's clearly do, but Tierra Whack is a different pedigree, my guy. The fact that she only has one actual album out here though. Whack crazy. World is twenty minutes, and it's and not it's just not just an album where every song is one minute. Every song is a different style of rap, and it's all it's a twenty minute video. Her album is a twenty minute video. Every song is a different video. It is a masterpiece in itself, and she don't get no credit. Her double XL cipher freestyle was fucking nuts. She was chilling. Tierra Whack got bars, my girl. She get on that mic and she can eat most of these rappers. She really just be chilling. I don't know anything about her label situation or anything like that. I don't hear from her often. I just know when she get on the mic, she goes stupid. Okay. Like, I understand ain't too many people that I'm, I feel like can go toe-to-toe with whack. Bar for bar. Bar for bar, but now, no, I'm saying encompassing the and entire creative And creative-wise, and creative whack still up there. No, that's what I'm saying. There's a reason why I wanted to mention Doja, because when she actually is rapping... I believe that she can be one of those people who can be not rival when it comes to that. I've seen, I've oh, seen yeah, quite yeah, a few yeah, things. Yeah. I, I do think, okay, in the last, let's just say six, seven years, I think Doja Cap is one of the, is in the top five rap, female rappers. Actually better than a lot of these rappers. <laughs> she really like top 15, like Doja can really rap when she actually trying to rap. So I guess that kind of leads in the segue. 
because there's the rumors, well, of Dirk and Doja collab album. I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck that's going to sound like. I don't even, I can't even really fathom that in my head. No, no, I remember actually seeing something with Doja. They both, they both, they both shared about it on their story. Like they, they both teased it. No, not only that, but there was something that Doja said earlier within the last, I think the last month or some change on her Twitter, letting y'all know that she, um, she said it's done. She's done playing around and doing some meme stuff. She actually going to show you why she is. She's one of those. She's not to be played with. But I'm saying, like, recently, let's be real, she was making pop, poppy s music because she's going to rap. But my thing is, is the out is a collab album with Dirk, how you how you go there? Is that the route? Is that, if you want to prove you can rap and you can do any collab artist, do you, is Dirk your go-to in that situation? Or Dirk can be a starter, in a sense. He could be a what? A starter? But I'm not saying Dirk. You know Dirk got, Dirk can rap, but I'm just saying more so in the scene of, if I'm trying to prove, First, I don't know what that sounds like. I don't know what type of music I want to get from that. That's the first thing. No, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know what. So does that mean I'm getting no auto Dirk or auto tune rap Dirk? That's the first question. Because that, that doesn't, you see what I'm saying? That doesn't tell me what kind of, what, what type of music we're expecting. I don't even understand that. Collab. I don't understand. If, if I'm collabing, if I'm Doja and I'm collabing with any artist to make an album, I'm not saying Dirk is a bad choice. I just don't see it. I I, I can't I can't picture it. No, somebody I would have rather her, rather seen her with. And I'm not gonna hold you. This might throw you off for a second. JID. No, no, no. I see that. I see that before Dirk. I I actually see that well a lot better before Dirk, from a creative aspect. Yes, and they got some shit together. Yeah, but but I think. I don't even want, don't give me on a GIJID rant right now. We're not even on him. <laughs> I think JID, I think JID is going to, JID is different. And we, we can leave it at that. JID is different. JID is a breath of fresh air for rap. Simple as that. Most Mostly anything with Dreamville is like almost and a breath of fresh air. I guess speaking of Dreamville, while we on Dirt, you seen there was rumors of a Cole and Dirt collab collab song coming. I seen there was pictures that it looked like a music video. Um, that I'm would be. That. I'm here for that. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm here for that. <laughs> and and uh, Dirt album say he coming. Dirt album coming soon too. I'm so, quite interested. I'm here for that. What was Dirt last album? Need I think it was the twenty something something. Oh my yeah. god, we're having a Virgil. That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that album was solid. And the voice before that was solid. So I mean I mean I enjoyed the voice. Cole and Dirt. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Cole, I mean, oh, yeah. speaking of that, side, side note. I'm speaking of um that song with Gunner. Did you see that um Young Thug they actually put, he put um Gunner's music um thing back in his um bio on Instagram. Man, y'all internet niggas don't know what the fuck that means. No one knows what that means. <laughs> no one know what that means. Stop trying to act like we know what the fuck going on. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. That don't tell me nothing. <laughs> that does not tell me nothing. That sounds like cold between everyone at YSL. We don't know what that means. We don't. We don't. I don't know what that means. He or- put it on and he took it off. I don't. Or do you? We don't know what that means. <laughs> it does not involve us. We as citizens. We are citizens, my guy. He's saying we are the listener. 
Yes. Not. Yes. Y'all niggas acting like y'all part of that shit. That shit ain't got nothing to do with us. I'm sorry. Oh god, that's hilarious. But why we at it though? Shout out. I mean, um, dang, that was gonna be a terrible segue. That wasn't even gonna. Make that sense. that was horrific. I, let's backtrack because we were talking about um, like people with hits and stuff. Post Malone, Bruno Mars. I guess that's where I swear that wasn't where I was going, but for sure, Post Malone recently what became had he's the artist. Well, yeah, he's the artist with the most diamond records. Ten. Oh, you can't spell diamond. That's actually crazy. That's actually really crazy. That is act- wow. What is Bruno Mars? It's only ten songs though, but it's weird because. Over MJ? I don't know. I just know they said he beat Bruno Mars' record. They said Bruno Mars had the record. That's quite interesting. So, yes. I I don't know. I mean, amazing for Post Malone. I feel like Post Malone represents where Ty Dolla... I, I feel like Ty Dolla Sign is like... I feel like Post Malone is like a white Ty Dolla Sign. I can see that. Only because of the talent. And Post Malone's not going to pop up on nowhere near as much stuff. I mean, one of the Diamond songs is with Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> My AP songs, as a matter of fact, majority of his um of his songs are with R&B and hip-hop artists that are Diamond. Yeah, I'm just not... I, I mean, Congratulations. that's a accomplishment. You, I mean, to, to pass Bruno was a feat. Let's not let's keep that above 50. Uh crazy it's funny i mean of course you're not gonna see none of his new songs from the latest album up there but he dropped a what like a he dropped like a little compilation of the he called the diamond pack all the songs that the diamond that's tough that's tough i can't even that, hold it. that's no. a, that's a flex i ain't gonna hold no, it. i've never been in a setting where someone has played post malone <laughs> so we just know them for post malone one of them i think is what kanye said post malone's like an anomaly to music in a sense you um, get another Post Malone. Like, what, what, you can't really find. That's the closest thing to Post Malone to me is Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, Ty Dolla Sign is different because he gonna work with everybody. True, and Post Malone would do it too, but I think his label screwed him over in this last one. No, I think Post Malone chooses not to work with. I mean, I just don't think Post Malone cares that much. What's tell me the most random person you can think of with a Post Malone feature? I can name two, but when you realize who they are, and what, what, are, what are the two? You got Preem, who was with OVO. So I said, okay, Drake. I see how he got the feature, right? Makes sense. But then in Rich the Kid, and we know Rich the Kid miraculously has this ability to get with anyone possible on his song. He had a collab tape with Wayne, and he has a di- it's a platinum song with Kendrick. Rich the Kid can get anyone he wants on the song with no effort. So, True. But I'm, no, I'm going to say this. this is, it's also a bit crazy to, for the fact that for his in his lane, the fact that he actually has a feature with Savage is a bit strange in his own right. Not at all. Why? Why you say not at all? You said like Post Malone doesn't have a pop audience, and that Savage has not done pop records. You said I said that when I'm saying you're at you're saying it as if Savage doesn't have pop records. It's not... I didn't say that. No, no, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying specifically when that when that song came out. Back in like seventeen, eighteen, 
most people wouldn't be thinking of Savage doing a record with that type of artist at that time. Now, honestly, niggas wouldn't have thought about Savage doing anything outside of Zone Six, my guy. <laughs> so no, I that's what I'm saying. The fact that he actually has a song with it's the fact that he had a song once he had a song with Drake. It didn't matter who Savage popped up with, if we're gonna be honest. So that that wasn't shocking to me. Once 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 he was on some stuff with Drake, you knew that all the doors for Savage was open. That's how that's how it worked. And if you have a good verse on some shit with Drake, your doors is open. So you're, you're telling me. So you telling me that the Drake stimulus still was working then? Oh, 2017, most definitely, dude. 2017, 18, J- Block Boy JP was still bumping. <laughs> so the yeah. stimulus was in full effect. Come on now. As a matter of fact, you just you just reminded me saying you just reminded me hard about that one too. Yeah, the stimulus was in major effect then. No, exactly. and so that was during the more life shit. So I'm saying then no, the Savage on Post Malone shit after the more life. No, 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 no. This is what I was about to say. Have you you probably haven't seen it because you haven't been on on Twitter like that. They had a thread they were talking about people who actually, even though this is somebody else's song, is really this artist's song. And you just reminded me, you just reminded me full fledged that I was like, that's right, that um look a lot of song was definitely not pop. was definitely um a Drake feature. Yeah, for sure, for sure, but y'all niggas be putting mad disrespect on uh Block Boy JB. We wouldn't have Take Keith if it wasn't for Block Boy JB, so y'all gotta put more respect on that nigga name, first of all, bro. Without Block Boy JB in that song, where would Take Keith be? Not saying Take Keith wasn't top tier and going crazy right now, but top tier is amazing. I mean, top tier is amazing. Fucking Take Keith is amazing, but I'm saying without that song, did both of them a favor. It was sometimes yes the Drake feature put it on the map, but niggas knew Block Boy JB part word for word, and J- Block Boy JB definitely had some shit on there. He had Rover and Rover 2.0, and he had another one that I can't remember, but he had some shit on that tape. Y'all niggas gotta stop disrespecting these folks. No, that's that's fair because that definitely did open the door for Sicko Mode, and not as ma- that's crazy. His three of his biggest songs are with with Drake. You can't, you can't, yeah, you got to put respect on Take Keep name and the fact that Take Keep still do tapes with Block Boy JB because they understand that shit. It's, it's, it's a pedigree that comes with that shit. Fair. All right. But with that being said, ooh, that was going to be another. Oh, Rover 2.0 with 21 Savage, of course. That's yeah. what I was saying, yeah. <laughs> that was going to be another horrible segue of mine. But I wanted to mention. Really, the 50th anniversary of hip hop already passed back in February, but I just kind of want to bring it up again or bring it up for the first time, at least on this show, simply because Swiss Beats dropped his 50 years of hip hop EP. You know what I'm saying? About two a week ago. Well, about two weeks ago, by the time this dropped. And funny enough, because DJ Premier dropped his last year, so somebody was not doing the math. But to him, it might yeah, yeah. But we really 50 years in this joint, and when you see the impact this had in such a short amount of time, it's really it is insane. And you know, me, you can talk about the actual depths of that like it's nothing. Shout out to that paper a long time ago, never again. Oh, yeah, that paper, yeah, I remember that. shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, 50 years of this, shit. I mean, this shit only with that being said, what you think the state of hip hop is and now 50 years looking back? Because what's cool about the Swiss tape is that it's still Swiss beats, but he also who's on the tape? It, you got Nas, you got Wayne, you got Dirk, you got a boogie. So 
it's diversified and understanding the sounds, but it captures a good, it, it does, it jumps, if that makes sense. Like it jumps over the 50 years. You see what I'm saying? You get a good understanding of where it's going, how it is, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, Jay Electronica too. Ooh. Solid, solid, solid EP. Jay Electronica song about like, it's like three minutes, but he only rapping for like a minute and a half, you know. Uh, but uh, if you ask me the state of hip hop, um, I can say that when looking back at it, it's like a lot of concepts that were that it was built back that it was built off of. It's going back to it's going back to that, but in a different way. If you know what I'm saying, like let's say, like back then, hip hop had like a lot of excuse me, rhythm and blues, hip hop, all that stuff. It 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 was meshed together with how the how it flowed, you know what I'm saying? Back yeah, I'm then. just looking at like how diversified it's become since then. And, you know, yeah. straight boom bap, then you got West Coast vibe. No, but even then, we can talk about my my guy. I'm I'm sorry for the history lesson, y'all. Jill, Jill Scott, um, Heron, Revolution will be will not be televised. For sure, for sure, for sure. History. You, you guys had y'all y'all had to understand that because that also played a critical part in. Right with going into that boom bap era as well, so without without him, without those those spoken word groups because they used a lot of open openness with um with the sounds and the music, everything had like a little bit of a swagger but a flow to it. It's very it was almost melodic in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was boom bappy nigga. Boom bap ass shit. It was not just got. Uh, no, I'm just meaning in general the era that everybody loved to you know glamorize but, the '90s and shit. '80s, '90s, yeah, but but I mean, um, look fifty years crazy, fifty years from now. Now we got to deal with the real, the oncoming shit of AI in the music. It, it, before we even get to that, I want to say this: it it is in a weird weird spot where that some of the actual real artists, like like we were talking about earlier, Earth Gang, actually using like a feel the same feel of that. So it's in a good spot, but it's also going into a bad spot. Like you're saying with with AI, the fact that that song with... I mean, what, what you was about to say with like the artist, the artists and shit, the creative artists, the most creative artists are never at the forefront. No, I know, you'll but get, I You'll saying. always get a few that's up. Like you got Tyler, you know what I'm saying? You ain't, Tyler's definitely one of the definitely top five most creative artists in the game. No Kendrick. Doubt. Kendrick, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that. But Tyler is definitely top five. You know, I don't feel Kendrick top five. To Kendrick ruins his chance to be top five with Pimp a Butterfly. When you pull that social political shit, you lose points, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, the, the time he chose to do it, it was corny. I'm sorry. Great. You call it corny, but that's what you call calculate. Someone call calculated. But it, it is calculated. But it's also it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a play. It's a play. It's a double edged sword. It's a facade. It's a facade. And it great album, but I'm saying when you do that stuff at that certain moment, you to me it's like almost an integrity piece because you know it's gonna sell because you're doing it when it's an issue. You're doing you're 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 literally pulling you're appealing to the shit people are going through. Why do you think Mr. Morale and the Steppers ain't do sell as much as that shit? Sure, you could say merchandise bundling, but that was going, but you can't blame everything on merchandise bundling, especially when some niggas are selling exactly the same shit. <laughs> no, but then again, that album was a lot more, it's a bit more selected to the ear of certain people. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You could say Pimp a Butterfly selected to the ear. Is that not? 
That's justice selective. Nigga, white mm. people can't listen to that. <laughs> not all white people can listen to that shit. No. I'm going to say it's not as selective as what you heard with, um, what we heard with Mr. Around the Big Stepper now. Well, I'm going to have to disagree because Mr. Around the Steppers is talking about trauma. Every single person in the world goes through trauma. But Pimp Butterflies, I Butterflies cater specifically to the black experience. Only certain but, people can relate to that versus Mr. Morales and the Steppers being something that's about trauma. That whole story is about it, trauma. Everybody got trauma. No, this is the difference, though. It's more so with the black experience in the sense it's something that's been replayed, heard, lived through time and time again, but it's a lot. How certain topics that he was saying, you see it every day, but Trauma. Most people do not like to reflect on themselves and the interpersonal things that they go through on a day-to-day basis. Not that's, that's fine. That's fine. But that doesn't change when I'm talking about how, what, when he did it and why he chose to do that then and the numbers that correlated to why it sold so high. What I'm saying is the Pimp a Butterfly could have sold Mr. Morale and the Stepper numbers if it was to come out now and not 2015, 16. Are you, that, that's my point I'm making. So I'm Say saying, that one more time. I'm sorry. I didn't that. catch what you said. The success of that is the success of that album, whether you could say create creative wise, it's also due to the climate of when it dropped. You could drop that, you could drop that now, and it I feel like it would mean more because I mean while the issue is still big, it's not in the midst of uh when when Donald Trump was getting elected. Are you saying you, you that's that's kind of the emphasis I'm making? You're doing it when people was he did it when people was in upheaval. You see what I'm saying? So the margin for sales is going to increase because you got people upset. And you're like, oh, this shit about that? Let's go. You take and then the app. Yeah, it, it was made for that is what I'm saying. Fair. But even then, that still should not downplay towards what the content of the album and the fact that he was just talking about what he saw and what he experienced. So I'm not going to go against it when it, you call it corny. He's just speaking of what he saw, what he feels. That's the thing of an I'm artist. I'm saying the album is corny. I'm saying everything towards the rollout and the playing of it is a corny. It's a. It's the game he's playing is. Is is the game? The, yeah, it was corny. Yeah, <laughs> it was corny. It's calculated, but you can still be calculated at corny. I'm saying the the epitome of it is what devalues for me. I don't think is. I don't think corny would be the right word to use then for what you're trying to say. Are you trying to say more so that if, it's- I, if I make an album about the political climate of America during a huge political shift, is that not a cash grab? Not necessarily. How isn't it? How isn't it? Once again, what's, what's not about- gonna, is it not going to garner attention? Whenever it's going to garner attention, yes, but to say it's a cash grab, I'm not, I'm not saying deliberately a cash grab, but you're garnering it as a musician. As a musician, when you drop music and it's to garner attention, you could say cash grab, just for lack of a better word, because it is usually is going to translate into sales. Usually, especially depending of the artist, right? But even then, it's more so that's I feel like that's a disservice to talking about about the album when you try to say I'm not talking it. about the album. I'm talking but about it, the nature of the album, how it was promoted, when it was that's promoted. still talking about the album. That's a disservice to no, it. No, it's not. You can definitely differentiate the two. The album itself is this body of work that talks about the political climate, yada yada yada. That is perfectly fine because an artist can do that at any state of their career, regardless of the political climate. What I'm saying is to choose the specific time to drop that album then 
in that moment, you know what you're doing. That's all I'm saying. So if we were, I promise you, you could ask Kendrick, did he know? He, if he were to say, I didn't notice that was going on then, that would be bullshit because we know what was yep. going on then. And you could, I'm saying there's a direct correlation into how well that album did in relation to that. No, but the thing about it is that another job of an artist as well and a, and a rapper, because one thing that that describes it, it best with him is also to talk about um, is to be a storyteller. Talk about what they see, how they interpret it. I didn't say you, you and, missed, you're missing the point. You're trying to put the Kendrick. I didn't say there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. All I'm saying is that him doing it then is definitely an attention slash cash grab of the market. That's all I'm saying. And there's you can everything I said proves that point. But I didn't say there's anything wrong with the album. I didn't say that away from the art of the album or the creativity. I'm just saying to do it during that time is definitely an attention and cash grab seeking because you could see Mr. Morale and the Steppers did not perform nowhere near as well as that. Sure, you could blame it on the content or whatever. Plenty of artists do that because I could also go against that with J. Cole, right? You could look it for your eyes only. Then though, while Four Year Olds Only is talking political, it's not catered specifically towards the political climate. He's telling, he's also telling a story in that situation. And, and also, I can also, also know in a difference, niggas did not know we was getting an album of that content from him. And that album was only came out as a result of his partner dying, his homie dying, and he promised to make an album in his name. So the, all I'm saying is the circumstances. The circumstances, because then you can also look at KOD, same thing. He had a message, but the climate was not the same as that. He was just talking about drugs and addiction and still sold very close to that album. All I was saying was that for Kendrick, that extra push, I believe, came from the political climate of that time. And that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that gave it the edge. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's you being calculated, but it can also still become office corny because you're like, oh, well, you know it's going to do good because you're talking about this during this time period. Uh That's like, okay, a great example, history lesson, folks. Why are you hearing us debate? When the the book Uncle Tom's Cabin came out, why was it such a success? Because look when it was written. Are you seeing my point? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but Uncle Tom's Tavern did so so good because of what it was talking about, and because of what was going on at the time was why the book was so successful. I'm not saying without that happening, it wouldn't have been success, but you can definitely say part of its success is a byproduct of what was going on. That's all I'm saying with Kendrick. It's nothing wrong with the album. It's nothing wrong with what he did, but you can say part of that success is also a result of what was going on in the political climate. Yeah, but. I also throw another thing at this because some people, this also throws to some people actually not listening to the complete context, context and content of the album. A lot of the songs weren't even talking about the political climate in a sense. From yeah, what I remember, the concept in the of the album was about the political climate. That it doesn't it doesn't matter the content, the concept of it, the kind you know. For example, okay. J. Cole was not, in KOD, he was not just talking about addiction the whole album, but you understood, you can tell from the cover of the album and the name of the album, okay, this is what it's about. So, so it doesn't matter. I'm saying that you don't have to listen to it in full. You don't have to. All I'm saying is when he did it, helped accelerate and propel what he was saying. 
versus if he were to drop it now, I promise Funny. you wouldn't have sold as much. That's all I'm saying. I said I think it that album would have sold what Mercy Morales and Steppers just sold. Mm, I I digress on that one at least. What is it? Thing about it is that the underlying theme Kendrick was talking about depression in September Butterfly and a good portion of the tracks. And he, but it was a lot of storytelling. Yes, you're, right. you're right, and no one. I'm not. I think you're missing the point. You're trying to disagree. I'm just saying it's. I you are very well right. All that is true. I'm just saying when he dropped it, there was a lot of political angst amongst the people. So when you drop something that the overarching theme or the concept is political, it doesn't matter if every song isn't political. The over the concept was political the theme you're going to attract more people that's all i'm saying you're going to attract more listeners in that moment especially if some of the stuff in the subject matter surround that look at the lead single all right that's all that speaks to volumes in itself we don't went off on a whole tangent we ain't even talking about what we're supposed to talk about but that was still a good tangent i'm not i'm okay with that that ain't got nothing to do with ai in music, <laughs> no. And before before we can get get off to that though, shout out to Kendrick. Where I was saying it, this is what I was saying it, there are certain things where it's specific to the fan base. To the pimp, ah, Mister Morales. Think, I don't think, yeah, because Butterfly doesn't still. Honestly, the only album that feels specific to a fan base of Kendrick is his first. Well, I ain't gonna say his first one. His second one to uh, Good Kid, Good Mad, Kid City. Mad City. Yeah. yeah. That's the only album I think is specific to his fan base. I think every nothing else is specific to a fan base at all. But but even then, the thing about it is that if you go through and look at his discography overall, it shows that he was involved every single time he he evolved into to something different, talking about a subject matter that is that builds up from the last album to an extent. Yeah, that, that's fine. And yeah, that's fine. No, no, talk about him creatively. He is and not also, say what. He is not your favorite. He told you that. He is not your yeah, favorite. No. That, nigga, we, that nigga cheating too. That nigga no better than Chance the Rapper. <laughs> yeah. uh, that video was hilarious. But I was about to say, the fact that he had one of his high, one of the highest selling tours of all time and his best one. Oh, as yeah, artist, after that achievement, he broke well, he broke the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he, he did record, that the tour, highest selling tour, he beat Drake. That's for sure. That's top tier shit. I will say that is impressive without a doubt. That's a combination of certain people knowing that they wanted to hear that that content matter, and then but, it was but, fan but I know he wasn't focusing. He was doing everything. From no, that's what I'm saying. It was it was definitely dedicated to his fan base where he was running through everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was like just Mr. Morale. It definitely wasn't mainly that. He was definitely doing everything. I think it was like I've been gone for so long. People want to hear me. People wanted to hear Kendrick. And they want to hear everything. Cause, and I only say that because if you look at the sales of that album and how it did progress after, people weren't there for that. You know what I'm saying? Just to be honest, you weren't. He wasn't there for that. If that, I think if he wanted, I think if he wanted to tour that album, he would have did small. He wouldn't have did arena venues. He would have did some smaller for some of them. He would have did smaller venues. No, that's fair. Right. For example, like Wayne tour right now. Wayne, we know Wayne can do arenas. Come on now, Wayne done done arenas. He might not facilitate him out like he did during the early Carter days, but he's doing smaller venues, and you know it's intentional because he's specifically doing. They say he's doing stuff from all five Carters, and he's doing stuff from the dedication mixtape series. 
So yeah. he know his fans there. He said he know the people there. And that, that tells you that if I'm doing stuff from dedication, there are fan fans there. Because the average nigga do not know about dedication. And it's Wayne, so most people do know about some of the dedications. Niggas do not know songs from dedication. You see what I'm saying? They don't just know the mm-hmm. individual songs like that. If you pull out dedication too, and niggas is knowing the songs from oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 06, 07, 08. You 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 know you having you having a more immersive tour. So, but the feat is still great nonetheless. That is that doesn't change anything. Shout out to Kendrick, great shit. But with that being said, I guess we can talk about AI and music. I think um I think honestly I think all the AI Drake traps are better than anything Drake has dropped in recent. Oh, AI Drake traps going stupid. I am kind of upset. I said, yo, Drake, you got to come. You got to come a little harder. Because Search and Rescue was appalling. Search and Rescue. Any, anything, anything Yachty produced by Drake, I think they need to keep in the tuck. Everything? Whatever Yachty went over there and produced, they can keep. I'm not saying Yachty producing is bad, but how the song turns out, they can keep. Search and rescue. They search and rescue could have most definitely been kept without a doubt. Search and rescue sound like Drake woke up and said, "Shit, give him some, give him some today, give him some today, give him some." And he pulled from. I feel like Drake got files that say trash, mid, heat, and godsend. In that mid file, he got stacked, but he only wanted to pull it. He said, "Pull one from there, pull one from there," and he pulled search and rescue. That was not, that was not it. That's not being played in no club right now, I promise you. Unless it's Toronto. If they playing that in the club, people is not getting lit. You're not about to see nobody outside to that song, I promise you. I actually have seen a couple people outside to that song. They're not, real people. They're not real people. They're not real people. <laughs> I well, definitely heard you can't it. Get lit to that. You can't get lit to that. I can get lit to It don't even mixed. It sounds like an AI. Yeah, and I for the AI, AI Drake and Weekend going crazy. But but no, there there's a couple. I'll say that right now, AI is definitely need, needs to be handled real quick. I feel like AI going to go crazy until they find a way to monetize it. No, have you heard about, have you heard the, um? there's something that I said there and I was appalled to hear it. They... They managed to get Michael Jackson to do. Oh, I've seen that horrible. Spot. The Ice Spice. Yeah, yeah. Don't even talk about that. <laughs> I've seen that mess. I don't even want to talk about that. That was the different pedigree of ridiculous. But I wonder what. <laughs> I wonder what AI. I wonder what AI. How. I wonder will it devalue artists or will it make yep. them worth more? And I only say that because. If if everything can be made AI, will it devalue the artist and send them? Oh, we don't need the artist. We just need the AI program with some voice, and we pay a dude for his voice and we use his voice for the rest of the AI songs. Or do we? Or will it make the whole experience of an actual artist worth more? Because if you can AI the, if you can AI the artist, the instrumentals and everything is nothing. You don't need real players now. You don't have to spend no money on that. No, nope. you don't have to spend money on the producers. You just you just have it all made and then you sell it to the public. Yeah, which is actually sick. That's so what it sounds like to me, that's devaluing the artist. Devalue. 
to see then I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, actual artists do a concert and they charge you an arm and a leg because they got to eat. But then there's, there's also the benefit if you're like a say you live in like fucking Nebraska and you like an artist. Nebraska. Like, no, you're just a person in Nebraska and you're trying to be an artist and you don't, ain't nobody playing instruments out there. And you can AI all your stuff to actually, besides like your voice or whatever, you can get everything else without having to have everything and possibly still make the quality music. So it might be a benefit, but for now, I feel like it'll, I feel like it's probably going to be, I mean, we know it's going to be abused, but I want to, I wonder what extent to, it being like is it is it something that can be controlled or monetized even at all? I pray that it can. And it... I feel like what I feel like what's more likely to happen is that artists, the artists themselves, are going to use an AI version of themselves rather than like I see. We're more likely to see Drake make an AI Drake song of himself. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Drake we're more like AI Drake. No, not, not Drake, Drake featuring Peter Drake. Drake. Not Drake featuring Drake. I'm saying it'll just say it'll just be a regular Drake song, but he didn't write nothing. He had the AI do it. He first performs it. I think that's what we're probably going to see, rather than seeing it like controlled. For example, you might get a new. Okay, say, say the writer got writer's block. He plugged the AI for himself. He's like, yeah, I would say that shit. He changed a few bars. Boom, new song gets a hit. Are you you see what I'm saying? I think we're yeah. more likely to see that with certain artists. Which sucks, but I definitely see what you're saying. Right, so a certain artists, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Drake is someone that uses it a lot. I would have would not be surprised. I keep not, tell, not I, show, I'm telling you that, shade, that not to show shade, but I'm saying like I wouldn't be surprised if he like man, I don't feel like rapping. Pull up the AI. What he's saying? Oh yeah, I say that. Go in the booth. Yep. You said I'm saying some artists I feel like are more likely to do that. Speaking <laughs> of that, do you know what programs they be using to do this now? What chat GPT? <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to that chat GPT. Even though oh, we, thank you. but since we're talking about AI in that sense, or not just AI, since we're just talking about a change in the music, there's a debate going on, I think, on Twitter actually. Since I don't use Twitter, but um, they was talking about who was the inventor of Trap Soul, and they were saying Kirko, Drake, or Bryson Tiller, but I hmm. and I was saying none of them, really. None of them created Trap Soul. Who would you say created Trap Soul? I, I need to hear this one. Party Next Door. Never mind. I don't need to hear that one. You, you <laughs> Are you me. kidding me? You oh, got next door. No, you got, you, you got me on that one. Bro, see, how I feel about that whole Trap Soul subgenre, it's exactly how I feel about pop rap. Who did some of the first pop rap? I can't tell you who did it first, but I can tell you who made it super popular. B.O.B. and Kid Cudi. Yes. Right? They're, they perfected it. Yes, I can agree. Even though I can tell you. Most definitely perfected a pop rap. Nothing on you. Airplanes don't let me fall. Uh, when I tell you I don't like most pop rap stuff, ooh, it's only a few. I can on the Moon album, all that pop rap, they perfected the pop rap sound. But I, I can't tell you who started it. I want to say B.O.B. and Kid Cudi, but that would be biased because I don't know. So I, I'm just going to say I know they perfected it. So same thing with Trap Soul. I would say there's always someone who's the precursor who doesn't really know what they're doing with it. And then you have someone that comes and almost creates the sound. Like, 
People who say Kirk Cobain's, but Kirk Cobain's really just a Texas style, but he just had more auto tune with it, where you could kind of say it's trap soul with his music. If you listen to his music, I know he doesn't have. As a matter of fact, this is I actually will I actually do have to point this out then because he you have a legitimate ar- argument reason that Houston Texas sounds when it comes to a lot of their rap and stuff like yeah, that trap soul. Trap is true. Correct as. Especially a lot of their '90s, like some of their '90s groups, sorry. Yeah. Like I'm saying, you could you could say Kirk Cobain's was the precursor to trap soul, but it was still it's still when you hear it, you know he's from Texas though. It's a difference. It's a yeah, difference. but but very important. No but the trap the trap soul. See, it's different. There's the chopping screw and the trap soul aren't the same. But you can say it's a precursor. Party so, door came in with the trap soul. Bryson so no, Tiller perfected it. So and, well, is, I think Bryson Tiller stamped it. He said, oh, I call it Trap Soul. But if there's someone who made it, it's Party Next Door. And that's his name. It's him. No, so this is where I can say the sound is, for the most part, if you if you look at how a lot of the sounds are originating, you can see a lot of it being very east, at least, or like southeast in the sense where it's like a lot of this stuff you can, you get what I'm saying? Like the south thing, Trap Soul, Trap Soul to me feels like a mix of west Houston and Bay Area. I feel like that's what Trap Soul is. And no, then, and then and then I'm gonna throw this as well in there because you have to. It would be you also had to throw in melodic rap. And a group that was very popular with that back in this time. You know who you you wanna you know who I'm gonna say? Nope. Outcast. Well, I think you're stretching. I think you're reaching. Stre- uh, how can I stretch though? Because it everything it's, has to appeal no, to no, no, no. Outcast would be is is more experimental than anything. They're not. They wouldn't fall in the category of closer to trap soul or even no, that. Not. I wouldn't say they're falling in the category. I'm saying they're one of those groups that touch that, or like was like a precursor to the sound as well. If you if you know I, what I'm nah, saying. not even close. Because nothing about them is remotely. Not trap, but more so like the soul elements, melodic. Not soul trap soul isn't about it being soulful. It's just about. Melodic, it's really just melodic sounding trap beats, and you don't have to seem to be a trap soul artist. It's just the melodic, it's just it's the melodic trap beat. So, what Party Next Door did was find, utilize and carve out his own sound in the emptiness of the soulful feelings of the trap sound. And Bryson Tiller clearly was. A, affected by that and stamped it when he said oh this is the sound you could say bryson tiller perfected it i would say party next door has perfected it too to the point where he don't have to make that music he makes whatever he wants to he makes you know all his stuff drake just pops in he uses the sound it's perfectly fine but you could i don't i wouldn't even say houston is a precursor because chopped and screwed doesn't feel like chopped and screwed is really just slowed music Rather than trap soul, trap soul isn't really slow. It's just has a tempo, but chopped and screwed is literally slow music. That's the difference for Texas. It's slow simply because of how lean would slow you down. So mm-hmm. I couldn't put, I, I couldn't really say. I can see why people would say Kirk Cobain's is the father of it. I don't even think he would consider himself the father of it. I think if you asked him, he would say this is the Texas sound because to me it sounds like Texas. It doesn't sound like trap soul and outcast is experimental 
the reason I say that is because we only say the soulful stuff mainly because of Andre. But when you hear them as a collective, it's experimental, if anything, because the way Big Boy raps, ain't nobody rap like that. He rapping, he rapping in, nigga rapping in three eight, syncopated, bro. That motherfucker crazy on the on the raps. And Andre, while it is, he does get melodic. It's experimental. What made them so good is that they found a way to make melodic experimental music. They basically did what Tyler did, but times a hundred. The Tyler does, but times a hundred. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't say Tyler is trap soul. You would say Tyler is experimental. That's think this is so. I think Outcast would fall in that, but just on a hundred times bigger scale. Okay, but but everybody arguing that who made trap soul is wrong. It's party next door. I don't even why was you can't say Drake created trap soul. I think that's just lazy. And I feel like you ain't that, that's that's low hanging fruit. I will yeah, say. That's, that's that's definitely low hanging fruit because there's other people who you could say him. Drake uses the sound pretty pretty well, but. Most definitely, he definitely uh, Bryson Tiller does it better. Anyways, it, party next door was quite little, was quite important to um some great early stuff. For sure, for sure, for sure. Once again, it one song that will forever be be played over and over. If you play "Come and See Me," oh yeah, most definitely, that's a classic. That, that's oh, that's one of those. With, with that being said, since we're talking about music now, well, we've been talking about the whole time. Let's talk about that Jack Carlos surprise album. Huh. One of your terrible segues. <laughs> yeah. But, well, one. No, no. Actually, that was actually a surprise album. That was a surprise. I wake up in right. the morning. I see a shirtless white man and it say Jack man. I say, oh, man, what in the world is going on here? And when you go and listen to it afterwards, it's like, oh. No, nah, I still don't explain why he got his shirt off. I need him to put that back on. He looking like Kylo Ren, episode eight. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> he need to put that shit back on. <coughs> he needs to put that shit back on. Now, what confused me? What what I got it? What I hate when albums are short and they're good. Because I seen twenty four minutes and said this is not an album. There's EPs. This this EPs that's twenty four minutes. What the hell? There's EPs that are longer. Yeah, there's EPs that are longer. So I said, there's no way he can really get his message across, across in 24 minutes. I was wrong. I really, this is, I enjoyed the project, no doubt. That's, um, which is crazy because. And it worked because it sounds like a return. I don't know if that follows our music, old music, but I have a feeling this is what it sounded like. No, I, I I've heard a couple of his other songs. This this was getting back more to his. It sounds like a return to form. I hate it. I love the production on the kids miss you. Whatever that bullshit was called, honey. He was, um, he was, come home. He was the trying kids to miss you. Drake and it ruins his album. And the bars were weak. No, with the exception of the song with Drake. No, that was actually no, no, no. His bars was no Drake was Drake was fine, but but Jack only rap for a minute in a four minute song. That's not your song. As simple as that. <laughs> Goes back to that Twitter that I was telling you about saying that whose song was this really? <laughs> so, but I gotta give props to it. Uh storytelling, good. Subject awesome. matter, good. Awesome. He actually rapped and wasn't the, the, solid album. Solid album. Uh no, no complaints. Um, no, as a matter of fact, what, what was funny, I thought it was gonna be too short and fall flat, but 
It did. That's enough Jack Harlow for me. Like I don't need to listen to more than twenty four minutes of Jack Harlow. Thirty will be listen to it. So I'm saying like that was just enough him. No, as a matter of fact, one more song would have been too much. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. no, no. This is what I was about to say. The song that really, really like caught my attention because the first four songs were great, but the one "Gang, Gang, Gang," I was sitting here like, wow. No, gang, gang, gang felt kind of like Eminem to me. Is that the one where he was talking about those, uh, those subjects? What do you mean those subjects? Got to be a bit more, um, um, those trigger words. Uh oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, good song, but I'm not going back to. It. I can't sit and listen. It felt. It just reminded me of old Eminem stuff. Not necessarily because he was talking about when someone does those things and, and it's, associate with them no more. I just don't want to hear that content in music no more. I'm just like, all but, right. That but then again, it's it's some of those songs where it's like, I appreciate it for the fact that it's like you, you're talking about an uncomfortable topic. Like I was like referencing back when I was trying to say with... um. Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. It talked about some very uncomfortable subject matters, especially Auntie Diaries. No, yes, yes, yes. Very well, very well. I just didn't want to hear that. That's all. But it's very respectable for the fact that it's like pointing out saying, what are you really, are you really going to actually ride with this person even though you know that their character is... Right, right. Solid album. Solid album from Jack. Um, I definitely was ready to say that shit was trash, and boy, I ate my words. And see, that's how you knew that other, his last album was just too fucking long, too. This is exact. This is the exact amount of Jack Harlow I can handle every two years. <laughs> this is perfect. This is perfect. I can deal with 24 minutes of Jack Harlow every year and a half, two years. Fair. I'm perfectly fine with that amount of him. Right, hey, sorry, not sorry. I think I think I speak for more than my just myself on this one. No, you're not wrong. Uh, I agree with you. And with that being said, oh, this is another terrible segue. I'm I'm on I'm on a roll with these trash segues right now. But ah, uh, I should have said this in the AI part when we was talking about AI. Damn. But you know, say, go ahead. out and said he was he wasn't. There would be no posthumous album from him if he passes. But see, I was thinking. If AI is the case, someone can just bullshit it. And have all the fun they want in the world. But then at the same time, I know how people stand on posthumous albums, but what if he what if he passes right before his album is about to release or is done? Do you is she saying you still wouldn't get it then? Because then you run into the Mac Miller situation with the Circles album. The album was complete. He was going to drop it in the next as a matter of fact, he was about to record a music video and everything for one of the, one of the songs. The day right, he passed away. right before he passed away. So my point is, do you still? Does that does that apply to almost finished albums? Because then you run into, I think, posthumous albums. I think people are wishy washy about it and don't realize it. But it also depends on the fan base. You have people like XXS who XXX who they've released every single last thing he had in the vault. All the snippets, all the anythings for whatever reason, and milked someone that like a generation of people love to the point where they can't listen to the posthumous stuff because it's beyond uncompleted. But then you have people like Juice World who recorded so, who literally recorded over 2,000 songs to the point where Juice World could be alive for the next few decades if they dropped the album every two years. 
They could drop one every year, and we they could drop one every year, and Juice World would have enough music to last over thirty five years before yeah. he would run out. So, but then you have a fa- Juice World fan base wants all that unreleased music to be out. And yeah. it's different versus X, and I think the difference is X's music wasn't done, but. Juice World's pretty much, but you can't. But see, Juice World also wasn't here to say how he wanted his albums. True, either. But yet we would still ask for it. So where do we draw the line? Because they still making Mac Miller albums, and I'm like, after after Circles, they dropped like two more since then. They dropped like Faces and some other ones. Oh, I think one of them is just an old mixtape, but I don't know for a fact. I know they dropped more than one though. Posthumous release. Like, should there be a boundary? With posthumous release, should they should it be in a will? No more than one, no more than two. How do you? How does that even go at this point? That's a great question. Because someone of Tyler's pedigree, people would want a posthumous album, no doubt. People would want a posthumous Tyler album. They would say, "Keep it." People, I feel like people would say it until it happens. Until you're longing for some more music, you know what I'm saying? There's only so many artists that can you can go and be like, I'm, but then again, Tyler has a body of work that you could be satisfied with. That's fair. So I guess it depends on the artist because you could say people like X and Juice World didn't have a catalog that people were satisfied with either. Mm-hmm. But you could say Mac Miller did. Mac Miller had a solid catalog, a great catalog, if we're going to be honest. I think the main reason because of him dying so suddenly and not really getting a chance. Okay, but when is death not sudden in that sense? No, that's fair. No, I'm saying it. Oh, Lord have mercy. What? What? Why is that speaker going? I'm sorry, dog. Sorry, y'all. But um, I was about to say it's more so the fact that he died so suddenly. And if you're seeing an aspect for the fact that he really didn't have any well wishes or things that he said were at least publicly that we know of. Once again, we don't know anything, guys. We, what's really to say to stop anybody from doing it compared to Tyler saying that, okay, these are my actual wishes, respect them. Well, he said he'll put it in his will, so anything that goes against it, if it's actually in his will, they could be sued. Correct. So there's that. But my thing is, does that go into your album drops tomorrow and you get in a car crash? <sighs> that. That'd be sick, right? So, but again, I mean, the this conversation comes up. They're still making posthumous albums. I think posthumous albums have gotten popular again in the last few years because they realize you're you're worth more dead than alive. Look at Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke was selling like thirty something k, died and boom, two hundred plus, two fifty, which is ninety nine. This the moment he died. Literally sick. Though I do think the quality of Pop Smoke music. Would have because then you could argue shoot for the stars, aim for the moon was almost done. Like, while it wasn't put together, all the songs for the most part were finished songs or songs that he was going to get features on. So, you could say no, it wasn't the album, but every pop smoke, every pop smoke verse on the songs were finished verses. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. On the first album, at least. We're only talking about the first album. I don't know what they did with that. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that second one. <laughs> so, but, man, we've been going for a good amount of time this episode. But 
Yeah. On that note, any drops you in it? Let's well, let's see. Before we close out, I know we got a Benny album coming with Hit Boy. <coughs> Ooh, excuse again, me. Again, which again puts Hit Boy in that that category. You can't just and Benny been real quiet the past year. Benny has been really quiet actually since Johnny P's caddy. He ain't even he, since that tape. Since uh, damn, I can't even think of the name of that tape. I love that tape, but mm. he been quiet since that tape. Besides his Black Soprano family uh, tapes. He's been real quiet. Benny must be coming with some heat. 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 I just wanted to shout that out because I know he's been going crazy. And I seen Hit Boy name again. And that kind of goes back to that same episode we just talked about not too long ago. Y'all should go listen to that, by the way. Just, just saying. I don't even know they're listening about this point. We are, we are hour plus. I know, right? We can save some foolishness now. <laughs> but, but thank y'all to the people who have been listening up to this point. Yeah, you already say, if you're listening to these last few minutes and you this long, go ahead and hit that follow. All that jazz if you do. Appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and tap out this motherfucker. Peace. So, uh, ah, we were about oh, to do... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you know you got to do an outro. You can't yeah. just say peace. So, thank you guys for listening again. Follow us on our socials, POC1 on Twitter, and the Instagram is Aaron. Oh, products of the culture. Yeah, thank you so much. So from your boy GQ and A.A. Ron, good, good talking to y'all.